Hello, I'm Art Levine, host of the Straight Talk television show, now celebrating its 25th anniversary year on air. Over the past 25 years, we've recorded more than 500 shows and interviewed nearly 1,000 guests. As part of our 25th anniversary celebration, we have selected 25 of our most memorable shows to re-air as Straight Talk Classics. This show is one of those classics. We trust you will enjoy seeing a part of Long Beach history, or one of the many political leaders who have been our guest, or some of the nationally known actors, singers, and distinguished speakers who have visited us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a Straight Talk Classic. The Straight Talk Classic series is brought to you through the generous support of SCAN, celebrating 40 years of keeping seniors healthy and independent. We're back and we're continuing our discussion with Governor George Duke Mergen, Duke Majin, <laughs> former governor of the state of California. How quickly they forget. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me out of that one. Uh, we're very honored to have the governor with us tonight and uh, we were talking about the economic growth potential of California and also of Long Beach. And I'd like to raise this issue with you, Governor, the role of education. I've been a professor at Long Beach State ever since I've been out here in 1974. And uh, many feel, and I certainly feel, that the economic growth in California has been largely fueled by the availability of low-cost, high-quality, higher education. And it seems to me that today that is at risk, that we are there are major cutbacks in, uh, in educational funding. Uh, students cannot get classes. Uh, uh, tuitions are going up. And uh, it seems to me that we are really risking killing the goose that laid the golden egg. Well, there have been tremendous demands, as you know, for all kinds of governmental services over the years. And those demands have steadily increased. Uh, a lot of people uh, justifiably say that uh, I was pretty tight when it came to the public purse. But despite the fact, despite the fact that I used my veto authority uh, several thousand times, and despite the fact that I vetoed over five billion dollars in spending, the, my last budget was a hundred percent higher than my first budget. Uh, so it, our problem has not been for a lack of spending, so to speak. We have continually increased spending for essential governmental services in California. The problem is that the demand always seems to outstrip uh, what resources are available. And of course you always have to keep in mind that uh, you can't drive uh, the people and businesses away by having too much taxation and the public isn't going to stand for that either. So actually what it gets down to is we just have to be much wiser in the way in which uh, we use the very precious resources that are available. But it only costs $10,000 a year to educate a student and $50,000 a year to lock up a prisoner. That's true, that's true. But uh, what's, what is the uh, solution? That we're going to put $50,000 behind every student in school? And I mean, you just can't do that. You just can't afford that. At the same time, the public is demanding that they be allowed to live and work in peace and with security. 
And so if, unfortunately, uh, if there are all these people out there committing crimes, uh, the public also, in addition to wanting a good educational system, they also want to make sure that there is peace and security in their neighborhoods. And what kind of a quality of life do we have if we cannot go about our, our business uh, without, becoming, uh, without fearing becoming a victim of a crime? Well, you know, I was at a Republican uh, dinner last week, and among the speakers was Sheriff Block, and he was asked the question that if he could really blow up the funding of one program that would help reduce the crime problem, what would it be? And interestingly enough, his answer was the Head Start program. Mm -hmm. Now, do you realize that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of your viewers do not realize, that 53% of the total state budget goes to education from kindergarten through the university system, 53%. 32% of the state budget goes for health and welfare. Now that's 85% of the budget for those two big ticket items. Everything else, the other 15%, is for like everything from the highway patrol to the prison system to parks and recreation all other state services uh... so while uh... we constantly hear that there's a need for more money for schools while we constantly hear there's a need for more money for medical care for welfare costs and so forth the point is that those two items alone take up eighty five percent of the budget well <clears throat> it's a good certainly a, a point well taken and maybe it's not just money that we're in the solution lies but maybe it's a change in the way we in the educational field do business and maybe we have to change our ways a bit to take into account these these budget realities which really seem like they're not going to go away well i'll tell you for during the twenty eight years i was in sacramento from the very beginning i've never heard one year that the schools didn't say they didn't have enough money. Yeah. Regardless, I yeah. swear to you, they would come in and <laughs> lobby every year it. saying they had to have more money. And you never heard them say, we have too much money no, this year, no. Governor. Let no. us return some for other purposes. Never. never. <laughs> well, we, uh, we want to focus for a moment on this uh, very exciting economic possibility of this free enterprise zone with Mexico, because uh, if that comes about, uh, uh, many of the uh, economic problems that both of our countries face may be uh, headed toward solution. Well, I'm very heartened by the leadership that we're now uh, seeing in, in Mexico. Uh, this leadership is really and truly working toward trying to enhance the quality of life for the people in Mexico, trying to strengthen the economy, recognizing that if they're going to serve the, the public that they've got to do this. And uh, what we're beginning to really see now is an all-out effort to try to uh, arrange a free trade agreement between Mexico and the United States. And, uh, and I'm very confident that's going to happen. Uh, and now we already have a free trade agreement with Canada. And then the, the, the plan is to have a North American accord so that all of the people in North America can benefit from free and open trade. Uh, already, for example, we have what they call the Twin Plants Program, or they call it the Maquiladora Program. 
program where a lot of uh, factories have been built along the borders on both sides of the California and Mexican border and also the other border states like Arizona, New Mexico, Texas and so on. And uh, as a result, thousands of new jobs are being created uh, for the, the nationals of Mexico in their own country, uh, which is helping to uh, uh, improve uh, their standard of living and at the same time uh, it's reducing some of the need for uh, many of those people to cross over into our country uh, and into our state uh, illegally. Uh, now we, we have to build upon that base and with a free trade agreement I think that we will see a further enhancement, a further strengthening of the economies on both sides of the border. And you believe that it's likely that this free trade agreement will be passed by both countries next year? Yes, I really do. I, I, I think there still are some provisions that have to be worked out. Uh, there still needs to be a, a, a strong educational effort made, but I'm pretty confident. I, I'll say I'm very confident, not pretty, I'm very confident uh, that that's going to happen. One last point on the <clears throat> economic situation before we go to commercial break. Uh, uh, a friend of mine who's an attorney said they attended a big conference in Hawaii. They were addressed by a major economist from Japan. And he was very optimistic about the economic future of California for a reason that I had never heard of before. He said with the Hong Kong situation being what it is and the clock ticking uh, as China approaches the date of control, that a lot of the Hong Kong capital and know-how will leave in fear of what's going to happen and it will come to California and this will be the greatest thing going for California. Well, I, I think that some of that is going to come to California. Some of it's already going to Canada. Some of it is already going to Taiwan. Some of it's going to places like Thailand and uh, Singapore. Uh, but we'll get some of that, yes. Well, we're going to continue <clears throat> our discussion with the governor, and when we come back, we will ask him what his political plans are for the future. So stay with us for the remaining portions of Straight Talk. Western State University College of Law, with campuses in Fullerton, Irvine, and San Diego, is the largest law school in California. In the last 25 years, we've graduated over 9,000 students. Western State has an innovative curriculum and flexible scheduling and is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and the Committee of Bar Examiners of the State of California. Learn more by calling 714-738-1000. Long Beach is established as a town site, and the two-year-old John Bloser Carpet Company makes the trip from Los Angeles to install carpeting. 1927, the first talking picture premieres. The red carpet is rolled out by John Bloser Carpet Company. Today, John Bloser Carpet Company still offers the same old-fashioned quality and service that made them famous. For carpeting, tile, draperies, or hardwood floors, 
John Blozer Carpet Company sells and installs it all. John Blozer Carpet Company, the oldest carpet company in California. I'm Umberto. At Umberto Menstore, we provide you with personalized service and wardrobe consultations. Umberto will help you choose from the generous selection of imported high-quality suits, sport coats, and slacks. Their tailors can service you in just a day or two. Umberto carries the finest clothing for men and women, both business and casual wear. Umberto has helped people dress for success for over a quarter of a century. I hope he'll visit us soon. That's Umberto's, 2141 Balfour Boulevard. If you want to see the one that got away, catch it for lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch at the Fishtail, Long Beach's oldest seafood restaurant. The Fishtail's full menu of seafood, steaks, pasta, ribs, and much more is all served in a warm, friendly atmosphere reminiscent of days gone by. Plus, we have a pearl of an oyster bar to satisfy anyone's appetite. We also offer daily lunch and dinner specials seven days a week. For great food and quenching drink, meet your friends at the Fishtail, the oldest seafood restaurant in Long Beach. We're continuing our discussion with Governor George Duke Majin, Governor of California from January of 83 to January of 1991. And uh, uh, we mentioned earlier that, or he mentioned that 28 years in public service and now uh, almost one year out of it. Uh, what plans for the future to run for office? I know that uh, there was a lot of discussion about the possibility of you being George Bush's vice presidential running mate, but uh, that would have meant leaving the governorship uh, of California and the lieutenant governor, a Democrat, would step in, and that just wasn't going to work. That's right. That, that wasn't in the cards. <laughs> and, uh, and probably now that I look at it, uh, maybe it's a good thing it wasn't in the cards because I, I'm just really now enjoying the privacy that I have and, uh, and the normal lifestyle that I have. And I have absolutely uh, no intention, no plans whatsoever of ever running for any other public office. I, I really was honored to have been able to serve in the positions that I held and especially to be governor of the most populous state, the greatest state in yes. the United States for two terms. And uh, you know, what else could anybody ask for? I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, I never ever dreamed that I would ever hold a position like that in my lifetime. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm glad the people gave me that opportunity to serve. And uh, so now I'm just gonna leave uh, those offices to uh, younger people that take over. Wow. And after looking at that Senate committee, <laughs> I think a few of those fellows ought to move on and let some younger people come in too. Well, well, well said indeed. And, uh, and it seems to me that, uh, that one of the failings of political leaders and, and other leaders as well for that matter is that they don't know the right time to move on. And, uh, uh, I'm impressed with how comfortable you are with that decision, and you, it, it's clear to me that you, you believe it fervently and, in fact, will do it. Yeah. Um, in the, what would you say to, to, you mentioned the young people uh, a few moments ago, and uh, each generation has to breed its own leaders and find its, its way. Uh, there's a lot of cynicism about public service and public servants and corruption and abuses and all the things, some of which we touched on tonight. What would you say to the young people uh, of our community about the possibility of going into public service today? Well, it is indeed. It's a very noble calling. And I, and I think that there's a tremendous amount of personal satisfaction that people get from serving 
the public. And I, I would hope, and, I, and I'm sure, that there will be a lot of young people uh, that will want to be involved, who have an interest in, in government, who have an interest in uh, the conditions in which, under which we live and the quality of life. And uh, I would only say to them that, you know, if they're not totally happy with the way things are, that they themselves uh, have to get in, they have to be involved. And under our form of government, uh, you know, if people are not involved, if they're not concerned, uh, then uh, I think things get a lot worse. So uh, I would hope that a lot of young people would look at a, a career of public service. But I also would say that if they're thinking about uh, being an elected office holder, that they have to first, they have to demonstrate that uh, they're committed to their community, that they want to make a contribution to their community. They can't expect to just get up in the morning and say, I'm going to run uh, for state assembly or senate or whatever. Uh, they've got to demonstrate this through activity, through uh, involvement, through dedication, and, uh, and, and for people to get to know them and to know what they stand for. Uh, but I think that there are opportunities. And now, of course, there's this term limitation. Yes, a whole new <laughs> ball game. Yeah, and the California Supreme Court has upheld uh, that proposition. Your smile suggests to me that you fully support. Them. So uh, there's going to be an opportunity now for a considerable amount of uh, more turnover uh, since assemblymen can only stay in for a total of six years, three terms. Yes. Senators, a total of two terms for eight years and so forth. So there's probably going to be uh, even more opportunities available. Well, it always seemed to me that that was, uh, actually I myself opposed it because of its anti-democratic features, but it was explained to me by a political scientist whose opinion I respect that we'll never get gerrymandering reform yeah. and therefore this is the That's only it. way to shake up the deck. That's exactly right. We wouldn't have needed term limits if we'd have had a fair redistricting system. But the way it is, you get incumbents that are entrenched there for forever under, under this <laughs> gerrymandering system. So, uh, yeah. well, it has been also said that every people gets the government it deserves, and if the good people punt on public service right. and leave it to the others, uh, we'll all have to pay for the results. That's right. Uh, looking back again at, uh, at your both private career and, and public career and, uh, and life, uh, you, you started on the East Coast and then migrated west to, to California. Uh, any regrets? Any... Uh, uh, any things you would have done differently? Uh, not, not, no major decisions would I have done. Would I have done differently? Uh, first thing is the smartest thing that I ever did was uh, asking my wife to marry me, and uh, when she accepted, uh, that's of course the the best decision uh, that I that I ever made, and and I and I think that she feels the same way, uh, and then uh, that. Uh, helped to introduce me to Long Beach because when I, I was living in Los Angeles when I started dating her and that's how I came uh -huh. down to visit Long Beach uh, and then when I hung up my shingle in Long Beach uh, was in Belmont Shore on the second floor of the uh, Coast Bank building uh, I didn't know anybody in the whole city of Long Beach other than my wife and she's the only person I knew and that was about 33, 34 years ago and uh, that's where I started out practicing law in Belmont Shore and uh, now 34 years later uh, now I'm in and I was by myself now I'm in a law firm that has over 700 <laughs> lawyers in it oh my god nationally and internationally 
and and I've even gone up because my office now is on the 35th floor <laughs> in a high-rise building in uh, Los Angeles. It's been well, a that, great life, a great it, life. That really is extraordinary, and as they say, you, you've certainly come a long way from uh, an attorney in, in Belmont Shore. We're, we're really very, very proud to uh, consider you one of our own, uh, our neighbor, and, uh, and, and our friend, really, and uh, uh, you certainly uh, brought uh, a special luster to the Belmont Shore and greater Long Beach uh, community. And uh, uh, we just have a minute or two left. Uh, uh, Governor, anything you want to say about anything to anyone? Well, I, I just think that uh, people should uh, get involved, be active in the community, and uh, be constructively active. I think that's important. Uh, it's, it's one thing just to voice complaints and criticisms, but I think it's another thing to try to work in a constructive way and to recognize that it's going to be in the best interests of everybody uh, if they do that. Uh, and of course, uh, very often, <clears throat> you know, the, the news media will always kind of focus on the negative or they'll focus on the controversial. Uh, unfortunately, that seems to be the way they think that, that that's what their role is. Uh, but I, I, I hope that the public as a whole doesn't get caught up in that, <clears throat> but instead tries to work in, in a cooperative way. And I think if they do that, I think uh, the future for Long Beach and the future for California are great indeed. Governor George Dugmajan, thank you for honoring us with your presence here tonight. And I only wish that your private career now is as successful as your public one has been. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Enjoyed it. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of Straight Talk after these commercial messages. I'm Umberto, and Umberto Minstar will provide you with personalized service and wardrobe consultations. Umberto will help you choose from the generous selection of imported high-quality suits, sport coats, and slacks. Their tailors can service you in just a day or two. Umberto carries the finest clothing for men and women, both business and casual wear. Umberto has helped people dress for success for over a quarter of a century. I hope he'll visit us soon. That's Umberto's, 2141 Balfour Boulevard. Would you like to hear world news from where it's happening, while it's happening? You can hear first-hand reports on uprisings like those that recently happened in the Middle East. Right now, Act Electronics is having a big sale on Sony and Grundig shortwave radios. These radios receive direct broadcasts from all over the world, including the Middle East, Germany, and Latin America. So get down to Act Electronics now before the world passes you by. You may not think the gas you can save makes a difference. Or the amount your whole neighborhood can save. Or even your whole town. But when you see how much gas America can save every day, when we all drive just five miles per hour slower, it's easy to see how the little bit you can do makes a lot of difference. President Bush hopes you'll do your part. Drive smart.
1881. Long Beach is established as a town site and the two-year-old John Bloser Carpet Company makes the trip from Los Angeles to install carpeting. 1927, the first talking picture premieres. The red carpet is rolled out by John Bloser Carpet Company. Today, John Bloser Carpet Company still offers the same old-fashioned quality and service that made them famous. For carpeting, tile, draperies, or hardwood floors, John Bloser Carpet Company sells and installs it all. John Bloser Carpet Company, the oldest carpet company in California. Well, that was quite an experience for me personally, and really very, very honored to have the governor here as our guest. And, uh, and I just like to say personally, although I have my disagreements politically with him on, on certain issues, uh, I have enormous respect for him as a person, for his integrity, and, and for the fact that, uh, that he's a very real person. And many of us have seen him and Gloria in Belmont Shore doing normal things the way normal people do it. And uh, it's really a welcome change from, from many other political leaders to see someone that uh, takes their work seriously but does not take themselves that seriously. And uh, uh, I think uh, regardless of one's specific political beliefs, our political system would be uh, better off with, with more people that, uh, that share those kind of values. Next week we will be uh, uh, focusing on education and uh, our guest will be the new chancellor of the Cal State system, Dr. Uh, Barry Munitz, who uh, also is a resident of Long Beach and in fact Belmont Heights and uh, has a huge problem to face with the budget cuts and uh, already has announced uh, his plans to decentralize the system and give the individual campus presidents uh, more leeway in spending the limited dollars that are available. But we'll be spending time with Dr. Munitz and going into detail on what his plans are and, and how he sees the, the future of education. Because <clears throat> as mentioned in our discussion with the governor, I really believe that, uh, that the educational opportunities that we offer to the, young, the youth of California is critically important. And, uh, and giving them an education, giving them a first-rate education is, is critical for, to enable us to compete economically with the youth abroad. Many of us saw the national report a few weeks ago indicating that American students are not competitive in math and science with the children in, in the countries who are our trading competitors, and we need to remedy that. And California has had a tradition of first-rate education for everybody and particularly with the cultural diversity that's coming in it seems to me that education is is more important than ever so as we come to the to the close of our show I first uh, invite any of you that would like to to drop us a line on any comments you might have our PO box 3114 will appear at the end of the credit roll and thank all of our crew and staff for their fine work this evening and invite you at home to join us next week for another edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. This Straight Talk Classic show has been brought to you through the generous support of SCAN, celebrating 40 years of keeping seniors healthy and independent.
was going to take a job with an engineering firm in New York. I got a better offer. I'm building schools overseas with the Peace Corps. The pace is a little slower than New York, but here I'm getting grassroots experience I couldn't get anywhere else. The way I look at it, the world can wait two years for another 40-story smoked glass high-rise. Peace Corps, the toughest job you'll ever love. You may not think the gas you can save makes a difference. Or the amount your whole neighborhood can save. Or even your whole town. But when you see how much gas America can save every day, when we all drive just five miles per hour slower, it's easy to see how the little bit you can do makes a lot of difference. President Bush hopes you'll do your part. Drive smart. Come from?